0: Hi, and welcome back to my Story Corner. Today, we're going to read a true story. Um, this is from the Humane Society of the United States. It is written by Peggy Christian and illustrated by Carl Cotney Koloff. I don't even know. But it's a true story, and it's called Chocolate the Glacier Grizzly. And we're going to read about a bear today that really existed. There is a place so wild that wolves and eagles, mountain lions, and grizzly bears still roam free. Once these animals lived all over the western United States, but people came looking for new places to make their homes. They built roads and cities. They mined and logged and farmed the land. The wild animals might have disappeared, but in the early 1900s, National parks were created to save the last bit of wilderness and the animals that called it home. This is the story of one of those parks, Glacier, in the northern Rocky Mountains. And it's the story of one of those animals, a grizzly bear cub, born there one winter in a dark, cozy den. The cub weighed less than a pound and was smaller than one of her mother's paws, She had a blonde back and chocolate colored legs. All winter, Chocolate drank her mother's rich milk and grew bigger and stronger. By springtime, the den was getting crowded. One day, Chocolate's mother dug away the snow that still covered the entrance. The little cub blinked in the bright sunlight. It hurt her eyes at first, but exciting new smells reached her nose, and Chocolate was curious. Chocolate's mother was still sleepy after hibernating six months, but Chocolate wanted to look around. She turned over rocks and tossed sticks up with her nose. She ran up the snowy slope, lost her footing, and slid back down on her bottom. It was fun. She climbed back up and did it again. Chocolate's mother soon headed down the mountain looking for food. They reached the forest, and Chocolate's mother lifted her head at the sound of squawking ravens. She swung her head from side to side, wrinkling her nose. A heavy smell came from the trees. Chocolate followed her mother to the carcass of a winter-killed elk. Chocolate's mother eagerly bit into the meat. Suddenly, they heard a loud whoop. A large male grizzly charged towards them. Chocolate hid behind her mother. Her mother roared and grunted, Roar, huff, huff. Huff! The male was after her cub. She bravely charged. They came together, their heads twisting and turning. Chocolate's mother jumped back, and the male rose up on his hind legs. Then he caught the scent of the elk and turned his head. Chocolate's mother raced to Chocolate. They galloped off as the male grizzly settled down to feed on the carcass. After that, Chocolate knew her place was close by her mother's side. Chocolate nursed and grew fast, but Chocolate's mother needed to eat all the time to build the fat she would need over the winter. One day, Chocolate's mother stopped in a field of flowers. She reached out with her front paw and raked the dirt with her long claws. What was her mother doing? Chocolate watched as her mother ate something from the ground. Chocolate dug with her own sharp claws and then bit the dirt. She spat it out. It was awful. Chocolate's mother huffed at her and Chocolate saw her left something white in her teeth. Chocolate snatched it from her. The ass, the alpine bistort bulb was sweet and juicy. Chocolate eagerly dug for more. All summer they wandered, covered, covering about a hundred square miles as they looked for food. Nighttime came earlier and earlier each day. Storms blew out the north, out of the north, brought snow mixed with rain. It was time for the bears to hibernate. High on a north facing mountainside, Chocolate's mother searched for a place to den. She stopped and stuck her nose between a mass of tree roots. She grunted with satisfaction. Rocks and dirt flew down the slope as Chocolate and her mother began digging. Working together, they dragged in mosses and grasses to line their cozy hole. Then they snuggled down inside. By Chocolate's third summer, her mother's milk was drying up. It was time for chocolate to go off on her own. Her mother began to push chocolate away, swatting at her, or biting her neck one evening as chocolate and her mother were tearing rotten logs apart, looking for grubs. A big male grizzly crashed through the brush towards bush brush towards them. He leapt towards chocolate, his front paws swung at her as she turned to run. She felt the sting of his claws at her, in her hip, hid behind a rock. Chocolate waited for her mother to fight the bear off. But her mother did not growl or charge the big male. She lowered her head and grunted softly. They touched noses. Then, huffing and puffing quietly, they circled each other. Chocolate's mother spun around and trotted over the hill. The male followed close behind. Now Chocolate was all alone. Her hip was stinging. She wandered until she came to a cool stream. She soaked her hip and then saw a tall spruce where she could scratch her back. But the bark had deep, long grooves and bits of bear hair. Another bear had marked this territory. Chocolate kept moving. Chocolate's search pushed her farther and farther from the valley where she'd grown up. Several times she was chased away by other bears. Finally she wandered into the main glacier valley. To Chocolate, it seemed she had found her place at last. No other grizzlies came to chase her away. She found plenty of food. One morning, she was stripping the juicy huckleberries from a branch. She smelled something odd. Peering through the bushes, she saw a strange creature. It was smaller than a bear, but stood on two hind legs. Chocolate was not going to be chased away from her newfound home. She grunted and stepped towards the creature. It made a frightened noise and slowly backed up. Satisfied, Chocolate watched it disappear, then went back to sniffing out the sweet huckleberries. The next day Chocolate wandered down to the edge of the lake, large lake for a drink. Her nose picked up the smell of another two legged creature. To get a better look, she rose on her hind legs. This time there were three of them. Look, a Grizzly said a man, be calm and back away slowly. The creatures moved towards a small stand of aspen trees. Chocolate dropped back down on her front paws, and the creatures were no threat at all. Park rangers in many glacier began to get reports from hikers and tourists about a chocolate-legged grizzly bear. There is no place for a grizzly. It will get into trouble so close to trails and campgrounds, A ranger said. But the bear hasn't attacked anyone, said another. No, but she isn't afraid of them either, replied the ranger. It's only a matter of time until the bear finds food in someone's backpack or in the garbage. Once the bear connects food and people, she'll be dangerous. We'll have to find a way to move her back into the wilderness. In late July, three rangers chalked Chocolate as she nibbled on horse trails. Chocolate heard a rustling in the bushes and saw a flash of light. She felt a pinch in her shoulder as the ranger darts stuck there. Chocolate felt dizzy. She staggered away. The rangers followed again. Chocolate felt a pinch in her side. Feeling very sleepy, she looked for a soft place to bed down. Soon, Char- Chocolate was asleep. The rangers measured chocolate and checked her teeth to see how old she was. She's a little thin but healthy, said the ranger, as he put a tag in her ear so they could identify her later. He slipped a radio collar around her neck. Now we can use the signal to follow her and make sure she stays out of trouble. The collar had a strip made of cloth that would rot away in three years, letting the radio collar drop off. They loaded the still sleeping chocolate into a big sling hanging from a helicopter Then the loud thwack, thwack, thwack of the helicopter blades overhead did not wake chocolate up. The rangers flew her out of the many glacier valley. They flew her over mountains and rivers across fields and valleys until they were deep in the heart of the glacier park. Then they carefully lowered her to the ground, folding her legs under her so it would be easier for her to breathe. The ranger gave her a shot to wake her up. They all moved to a safe distance away. Chocolate opened her eyes, feeling like she'd been in sleep, deep sleep of hibernation. She got to her legs unsteadily. She felt something around her neck and tried to scratch it off, but it was stuck there. Lifting her nose high in the air, she took a deep sniff. The sweet scent of thimbleberries reached her nostrils. She walked off in search of them. Good work. Let's hope she stays in her new home," said one of the rangers. A few days later, Chocolate was fishing in a stream when she heard twigs breaking. She turned and saw a big female grizzly and her yearling cub. Chocolate was frightened and backed off, waiting for the mother bear to attack. The female ruffled her neck fur and paced back and forth for several minutes The two bears stared at each other. Then the big female started slowly towards Chocolate. Chocolate put her head down to show she was no threat. The big grizzly sniffed Chocolate's neck and back. Then she snorted to her cub. They joined Chocolate, fishing in the stream. Chocolate gratefully stayed with the mother bear and her cub until she learned her way around her new home. Late that fall, as Chocolate was digging for roots through the first snowfall, she heard a loud buzzing overhead. She looked up and saw some kind of large white bird. She went back to her digging. In the plain above her, the rangers were looking for Chocolate. The signal from her radio caller beeped loudly. There she is, shouted one of the rangers, looking through her binoculars. She's staying close to where we dropped her off. For a few, every few months, the rangers chalked chocolate with a radio collar. They followed her as they tra- as she traveled through the valley and up the ridges in search of food. This bear is safe now. It looks like she'll stay in her new home and away from people, the ranger said. Two years later, as chocolate emerged from her den, something dropped from her neck. She nosed it, but was eager to get to the valley and the first sweet grasses of spring. A month later, the ranger found chocolate The rangers found chocolates' radio collar near the rock cave where she had denned. It had fallen off just as it was supposed to. The next fall, as chocolate was getting up from her day bed, she caught the whiff of another bear. She saw a huge male grizzly lurking nearby in the woods. She turned to run, but the male did not charge her. He was not trying to scare her away. He was looking for a mate. The winter in the dark, cozy den high on a mountainside in the Glacier Park. Chocolate gave birth to her first cub. The cub would nurse and grow until spring. Then Chocolate would begin teaching her cub about living in the wild place, where wolves, Ian eagles, mountain lions, and one special grizzly bear still roamed free. The end. Thank you for joining us on our little adventure to see how Chocolate's life started and where it started to head. Thank you. Bye.